0: Woodstock, Deadheads, the Village, Kate Ashbury, counterculture, women's lib, karma, enlightenment. Sound familiar or sound foreign? That's okay. Join us, the two old bogey yogis, as we reminisce, discuss our spiritual paths, and explore all things yoga, meditation, and more. Your hosts each week are Swami Yashokananda and Reverend Prem, who between us have nearly a hundred years of living La Vida integral yoga. And that's what makes us the two,
1: two old, old bogey yogis
0: in this episode we finish our discussion of the yamas of the yoga sutras as we delve into the fifth and final yama aparigraha non-greed and there's a lot to unpack with this very multifaceted yama so this episode will conclude our study of the yoga sutras for now so that's chapter two Sutra 39, when non-greed is confirmed, a thorough illumination of the how and why of one's birth comes. Mm. Okay, so maybe we just start with the first part of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, just even aparigraha, what does this word mean? And I guess it can be translated in two ways. This Second way to translate it, which is not accepting gifts.
1: All oh, right, Yeah.
0: Which has always been a confusing teaching, I think, when you're first starting to study the Yamas.
1: Yeah. I don't we all accept gifts? It's a gracious thing to do.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. Who's going to refuse? It? No, yeah. I'm following a parigraha.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 It's your birthday. I wanted to offer you this. No, no. A pari <laughs> Yeah. I baked, I baked this cake for you. I'm not going to eat it.
0: You know, there were people in the ashram in the early days who used to say <laughs> things like that. I know. In the early days, we did all sorts of crazy stuff.
1: <laughs> I'm glad. That's one benefit of being a foggy yogi. Is, yeah. Is we don't go to those type of extremes anymore.
0: All right. So one is non-greed or non-hoarding, and the other not accepting gifts. So we'll get into that about okay. gift giving.
1: What's first first uh try to understand aparigraha, and then maybe we can understand what happens when you get established in it.
0: All right, so what do we wanna say about non-greed? It seems pretty straightforward, like that seems like that would not be a thing that you'd wanna cultivate as a yogi to have greed or hoarding, Mm -hmm. right? Swami Karunananda made some comments about that, that. It's here. Yeah, she said it's part of the spiritual foundation of yoga and all spiritual traditions to have this attitude of non-greed, non-coveting, non-hoarding. So this is a great story she told. In the 19th century, there lived a famous Polish rabbi. His name was Hafiz Once, an American tourist traveled to Poland to visit him and receive his blessings. He went to the rabbi's home. He was really surprised to find it consisted of a simple room filled with books. The only furniture was a table and a bench. So the tourist looked at the rabbi and said, Rabbi, where's your furniture? The rabbi replied, well, where's yours? (laughs) The tourist said, "Mine, <laughs> Rabbi, I'm just a visitor here." The rabbi looked at him and said, "So am I." <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. So that's really how we want to move through life, right? We even quoted in another episode that George Strait song, "I Never Saw a Hearse with a Luggage Rack." <laughs> yeah. And then Gurudev said, too, we come into the world with nothing we leave with. What are you taking with you? I guess this is all about just being really in balance Mm -hmm. with how we view the material world, right? What is Mm -hmm. our relationship with the material world? What's a yogic relationship with the material world look like to you?
1: I think we should always feel that these yamas and yamas are more subtle than they first appear. Yeah, we might say, of course, uh, why would I want to be greedy as a as a yogi, as a spiritual seeker? Uh, I think we should accept that we have greed, and we should find the greedy person inside of us, that greedy person. What are we greedy about? I tend to be greedy about my time.
0: That's uh, interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, don't mess with my time. I do <laughs> <laughs> Guy only gave us 24 hours or I don't know, man, maybe gave it to us. I don't know how we have 24 hours. I have things to do. And you're getting the way of, of what I need to do. If, uh, if you're trying to take my time, <laughs> like today, someone called me and I was in the middle of a project and I told her, look, I, I don't really have time to talk now, but as I listened to her, I saw, no, no brother make time. Mm. This is not a time to be greedy. Uh, if it was just uh, for it to chat, that's one thing. I can say, look, we can chat later. No, but this was a person, so I had to see that, and I had to keep letting go because it went longer than I. I said, I'll give it this much time. Uh, but, it, but it went longer, and I said, am I am I letting this draw out, or is it okay that that we're working through stuff? And finally, at the right time, she even said, "I'm taking up too much of your time." Oh uh, wow! Yeah. Okay. And that felt right. That I said, yeah, I, I should go now. Uh, it's been the, it's been very wonderful talking to you. Uh, uh, thank you so much for trusting me this way. So I, I saw I could work on my greediness. Uh, I I mean, it's time management. It makes sense, but you have to be aware of when you need to be more generous with with everything.
0: Yeah, and because that's I think also one of the very critical important points of both this particular Yama and spiritual life in general, right? Is what are we doing here? It's not all about us, right? And yet we have to seek that balance so that we're taking care of ourselves. And like you say, we're managing our time. And at the same time, we're also really putting service to others. Mm-hmm. As a big priority, as a main priority in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is really easy to slip into just, I just want to take care of myself and forget everybody else, yeah. especially in the modern world with so many stresses and strains and pressures and time pressures and pandemics and all of that. <laughs> yeah. But I love this. Uh, okay, there's also another story that Karuna Nanda tells.
1: It's here. <laughs>
0: okay. So she says, okay, once there was a man who wanted to know the difference between heaven and hell. One night he had a dream, and in the dream, he stood between two doors. Above one was the label hell, above the other was heaven. So first he goes and he walks through the portal labeled hell. Oh. And- Yeah, he (laughs) decides, let me see what's going on here. And he saw a group of people sitting in a circle. And they were in the center, there was a sumptuous feast. And each person was holding a long handled spoon that could reach the food But they were all miserable and starving because as he looked more closely, he noticed there was a wooden splint on everyone's arm. So they couldn't bend their arm at the elbow so they could reach and get the food right with a straight arm. But then they couldn't put the food in their mouth. So they were starving. So he got out of that room and he walked into the one labeled heaven. And it looked like the same exact scene. A circle of people, a sumptuous feast, the long handled spoon. They all had the wooden splints, but they were all happy and satisfied. Mm -hmm. So as he stood there and looked at it and he's trying to figure out what's going on. What's the difference here? Yeah. Yeah. He saw that they had figured out how to feed one another. Mm. And she says, imagine a world where we all functioned in that way. Yeah. such
1: a deep message there. If you keep just thinking about feeding yourself, you're going to be undernourished. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. If you look how to feed everybody, you'll get nourished also. Yeah.
0: And greed is something it, hits us personally and on all different levels, global, societal, spiritual. And yeah. she she also listed this quote from, she included in this article that she had written, this quote from Mahatma Gandhi that said, earth provides enough to fulfill everyone's need, but not everyone's greed. Mm-hmm. That's something Guru Dev used to say all the time. Yeah, yeah. And he also used to say, distinguish between your needs and your wants like we should take care of our needs but not necessarily all our wants
1: yeah that's an important distinction and and when you get muddled it's not easy to filter through that necessarily uh Why? is this is this a, a need or a greed? now you mm-hmm. know it's a good question to keep keep in the top of our minds yeah
0: yeah totally think about it. it's like in every Every aspect of our lives, what yeah. we eat, what we do, everything is what we like, do. I really need to eat that?
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: That's some of those example.
1: Give an example of spiritual
0: greed. I was interested you said spiritual also. Uh, well, I, those were her words. So spiritual greed. Well, I imagine it could be, I don't know if this is what she was thinking about, but if you ask me the question, when I think of a spiritual greed, I think of something where I mean, you could argue, is it really spiritual? If like you have talked about, I'm going to use you for an example. (laughs) Okay, good. I admit it. I'm spiritual greedy. (laughs) (laughs) Where you talked about how when you first got on the spiritual path, all you were interested in was doing sadhana. The -hmm. heck with service. I mean, isn't it like, and I could see, sure, in, in your mind, you could say to yourself, serving others is great, but let me get myself together first, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Let me get centered, balanced, da-da-da-da. And then I will accept that you gave the example that Gurudev always gives of the barber Mm -hmm. sharpening the razor (laughs) yeah, continually, but (laughs) then never actually giving anybody a shave. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that comes to my mind.
1: Yeah. That's a beautiful example of greed. You keep sharpening the blade. You never shave anybody, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a greedy thing. Yeah, yeah, and and you're the one who suffers from that. Yeah, right. I think that's Patanjali's point. It's not that uh, you're not a nice person. You're the one who's going to suffer. You're going to have vritti's in your chitta right. if you if you, if you keep sharpening and never shave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it comes also from a sense of uh, resource scarcity. Yes. Yes. Resource scarcity. I, I mean, that, that's how the, I related to the time factor. But I think everything, I need, I, I have to hold on to this because there's not enough. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's a crucial mindset in the spiritual path to feel what Gandhi said: "There's always there's enough if if you're not going to be greedy. There's enough yeah. to fulfill your needs. Yeah. Right. But, but I think that's a hard one for the mind to accept."
0: I think so. And that's similarly to what we talked about when we talked about Asteia, because that's also like non-stealing. We're saying, why does somebody steal they feel they don't have? So I think these are really quite related and what the subtle differences might be between Asteia Hmm. and Aparigraha.
1: That's a very good point. Yeah.
0: Okay. Asteia is like non-stealing. So that's your, it's clear you're taking something from somebody else that doesn't belong to you. Right. Or you're t- like, you're taking other people's time either, or you're whatever you're doing. It doesn't necessarily have to be stealing as we talked about in that episode, but think about a part of graha, um, a subtle aspect of this, when we're saying non-hoarding, you're not necessarily, or non-greed, taking something from somebody else, It's like, what are you holding on to?
1: Yeah, I think that's one aspect of the difference, yeah.
0: Yeah, in your own life, what are you holding on to? And I think it also ties into desire because greediness is inflamed by desire and indulging that to like thinking you're going to put out a fire by pouring more (laughs) gas on it. Mm-hmm. It's just going to burn more. Good have said that anytime you fulfill a desire, mm-hmm. it leaves an impression and revives some scars and vasanas mm-hmm. and impressions in the mind, which give rise to more craving, more desire, which would lead you to more greediness.
1: It may not be that I'm going to take something that's not mine. Yeah. But. I'm definitely going to hold on to what I have. I'm not going to share it with you. I'm not quite satisfied with what I have. So I need more. I may not get it through stealing, but somehow I'm going to be, my mind's going to be agitated about how I'm going to get the more
0: because
1: I need more because I don't seem to be, I got some and I'm still not happy.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to cling, I'm going to cling on to what I have. Right. Maybe tightly. (laughs) Tightly. Lock, lock it up in the safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, used to say that that about money. Right. Yeah. Like stingy people who would keep their money in safes, and they had a lot of money. And then he said originally money was in the form of like coins because they want to roll away <laughs> from the yeah. person who's always trying to cling on to their money. Yeah. And yeah. And that money is happy when robbers come along (laughs) (laughs) with greedy people because they feel like, ah, free at last.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But it's such
0: an important teaching. It's, it's.
1: It is in a humorous way. Uh, Resources like to be free. They like to move. They don't want to be feel that someone is, is owning uh, a a universal resource. Uh, It's for everybody.
0: That yeah. is such an important point too. Yeah. Because yeah. think about the energetics of that. By really clinging onto people, things, there's an energetic there that gets really stuck and becomes really unhealthy and draining and neurotic.
1: That's a good point. And you see that in, in the guru to relationships. Uh, if some people are closer to the guru... And some people feel threatened that someone else is getting closer to the guru. Yeah. Uh, or even, it doesn't have to be a guru, even just uh, your your partner or your friend uh, is agreed there, right? Uh, no, no,
0: this is mine. Yeah, so any kind of like possessiveness. Possessiveness is a good word, yeah. Yeah, that that is going to really disturb the mind. Like you said, you can't take it with you. Uh, You don't own it. Why do you say you
1: possess it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which I think is at the heart of renunciation and so much misunderstanding about this, which I think we have touched on before, but it, man, it really deserves repeating that there's so much confusion. I think also on the spiritual path that if you're really a spiritual seeker, then you want nothing and renounce you, you want and need nothing. You're, that's what you're striving for. And, and the world is no good and material things are no good. And good have always repeated this almost in every talk because it seemed to be such a deep seated thing. Maybe it was in the earlier days, this notion that the only way to really practice any of this spirituality and yoga teachings we've been talking about is by renouncing the world and just focusing on your practice and your inner world and all of that, which is that's all great stuff, but it doesn't mean pushing away. And I think the pushing away part has led yeah. to the spiritual bypassing, and we've talked about that in terms of repression, yeah,
1: repression and yeah.
0: so many things when. Really, the whole point of renunciation is in this yama. This is what it's talking about. It's simply developing the right relationship with people, places, things to where you enjoy, you're of service, you're in flow, you're not clinging, you're not pushing away you're not holding on to, that's what renunciation is. It's just, it's not being attached to people, places, things, et cetera, et cetera. It's so easy to go to one extreme or the other, right? I don't need anything or I <laughs> yeah. must have everything.
1: Yeah. It's so profound what you're saying, that graha, maybe renunciation, They're they're just having the right relationships. It sounds simple, the right relationship, but that's, that's almost the whole spiritual path, is the right relationship toward everything, including my own mind. How can I yes. the right relationship to my mind? That's probably the key to everything, you know? That's what I think maturity is, the right relationship towards things. How can I mature so that I can eat this ice cream, and while I'm eating, I'm not thinking, oh, no, it's almost gone. Can I get another scoop? Uh, just enjoy the right relationship this can give me only this this is what the pleasure I can have with this. I understand the level of pressure I can get from this, and I understand what it can't give me <laughs> and because I understand what it can't give me, I can actually enjoy it more I'm not anxious that oh no, it's almost gone. what am I going to do next you know right yeah.
0: that is really the heart of it yeah. that is it Deborah Adele, who she had this book, I think it went out of print, but it was so real. So I don't know her. (laughs) Yeah. uh, She's a yoga teacher, Deborah Adele. And she wrote this book, maybe it was like 20 years ago. I'm not sure. But it was on the yamas and niyamas. And the way that she talked about it, like she says, what we try to possess possesses us. Mm -hmm. So she would just bring in different teachings from all the different yamas and niyamas. It was different points that were really like, you could really get the gist of it. I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And also another thing that's really interesting about aparigraha and this idea of clinging or hoarding is that it's almost like we're presupposing, or like we're putting onto things a permanence that doesn't exist, mm-hmm. in in almost a move to try to hold on to an idea that there's more safety and security in holding on, and it can be kind of anxiety producing to realize at first that everything is impermanent. That can be a really scary thought until you understand impermanence is great. If there wasn't impermanence, we would think about it. We'd never grow. We'd never mature. We'd never change. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Just because we just came in as like, okay, I'm like this. And then that's that. You'd be like a stone or a concrete block. I mean, that the potential, the creative potential, wouldn't even exist if impermanence didn't. So, yeah.
1: so how do we feel more at ease with letting go of the things that we think we need to be happy? There are things that we probably need, and then there's things that we add on to that. Is there a way we can develop this? Yama.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of ways we can. I'm um, thinking of, well, Karuna Nanda, she threw out some in this article that she wrote that we have mm-hmm. an Integral Yoga magazine on the website mm-hmm. where she okay. was talking about Aparigraha. And she said, she just started with some questions like, are there any areas of my life where I am greedy and how could I do better? Do I tend to hoard things? Is there an underlying fear? Or desire that's making me hold on to things that I don't need? Mm-hmm. Do I eat more than I need? Why? Mm. Do I have more things than I need or could reasonably use? Why do I keep them? Do I feel jealous of those who seem to be more fortunate than me?
1: Mm, that's interesting. That one, yeah.
0: Yeah. Does fulfilling my craving satisfy me in an enduring way? <laughs> oh yes. That's,
1: <laughs> that's a sad... That's a sad question. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's also the question Have I ever been aware of a higher or unseen power caring for my needs better than I could have mm. arranged for? Maybe tuning into that.
1: Mm. I think that's a good point we haven't addressed is that can we trust? No. I think it's all agreed, has to do with lack of trust. I need to get this. Yeah. I. No one else, no one else yeah. is gonna get it from me. But if we trust, there is a beneficent intelligence
0: that cares I, for us. Oh my gosh. Yeah, mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah. Mind <blowing>. yeah. <laughs> because think of it. I have been asking myself just this week, okay. what would my life look like if I just trusted that everything I need, everything that's happening to me in this moment was completely perfect.
1: This is a a fullness in, in this moment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And just complete trust that whatever is coming, good, bad, or the ugly is exactly what I need in my process of unfoldment and awakening. There's nothing lacking no need to be greedy or anything else. No need to be anxious, nervous, et cetera, et cetera. What if that was the ground to being? I'm really asking myself that mm. over and over, and it's just blowing my mind every day of how much I'm not living that way. Mm-hmm. What Gurudev used to say, and it is really, I have found so helpful, is to. Really just begin to cultivate an awareness of that idea. I'd like to be trusting. Mm -hmm. I'd like to have my experience be that everything is exactly as it should be for my highest good Mm -hmm. and the highest good of all. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't mean also that you don't, if you see a need that you don't try to be of service, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm saying again, a ground of being where you trust mm-hmm. that everything is for the highest good. And then I was thinking, but I'm so far away from that. And then mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, remember what gurudev said, want to be grounded in that. That's the first step.
1: First step. Yeah,
0: and even if you can't do that, want I gosh, I use this all the time. Want to want to. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, even if you can't get to the want, you can't do it. You can't get to the want. At least want to want to. Yeah, and I trust
1: that you'll get you'll you'll create that want to want in the. <laughs> what I've had enough experience to, <laughs> to know that there's no other way to be happy.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast, and will join us again. For next week's episode, please do follow and subscribe to the podcast via SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and other apps. For more information about everything Integral Yoga, you can go to IntegralYoga.org. Om Shanti.